My name is Judy Trent and I am the principal of the Early Learning Center in Lynchburg City. We are the special ed early childhood component of Lynchburg City Schools. I'm also a rater for the state to assess quality programs. I was asked to talk to you about some of the things that I learned when I came into administration. When I went through the program, there were two things that were foremost in my mind. The first was I'm a teacher at heart. I love to teach. And I was going through a struggle about going out of the classroom and into administration. The second was I had this vision that I was going to walk in and everything was going to be perfect. I was going to have people waiting in line for jobs. I was going to have teachers that had no problems. They were just had a love for teaching and that was going to be what the program was like. And the only challenges that I would have would be scheduling, budget, and parents, dealing with parents. Reality set in when I walked into my position. And I found out that there are not people waiting in line for teaching positions. Many of the schools have closed down some of the programs that were giving us the quality candidates because people are not going into education like they had before. We had some teachers that were on the callback list that were just phenomenal teachers, but when they experienced the uh, reduction in force, they went out and got other jobs. And in many cases, these jobs were very lucrative, and so they weren't going to come back to the school system where they risked risk losing their job next year if there was another RIF. That was the first thing. The second thing was I found out that actually the strength was working with parents it, and it was just something that was easy and it was because in our particular program we are actually the intake for children into special education and so the parents were very grateful that we were working with them and that we were doing things for them. Some of the challenges that came with the teachers were that you know, some people in administration tell you teachers should be grateful that they have a job at this economy. But we have a very, very tight-knit community in our school, and our staff is very close. So when there was a reduction in force, instead of people feeling grateful that they had a job, they actually went through a real mourning process. And so we had to deal with emotions that you weren't prepared for. So when you go into a school, you have to go in and you have to have no preconceived notions at all. You have to walk in and you have to say, okay, I'm open to see what our strengths are and what our challenges are and what can we do about our challenges? Is there something that can change? One of the things that we changed in a positive way was that we had 18 classes of early childhood special education. These children were in a site that only had other children with special needs. So they had no models for them to, to use as typically developing children. So we started a program to try to increase the number. We, we did what was called reverse inclusion first, where we tried to bring typically developing children into the program to service role models. So you had 50% children who were typically developing and 50% of the class were children who had special needs. This sounded on paper like a great plan. And I had my staff's backing until we actually got into the program and we realized that it was taking the teachers a lot more time to plan because they were really planning for a large number. If they had seven children with disabilities in their classroom, that was seven lesson plans in itself, plus the lesson plans for your typically developing kids. And what we also found out was 
in many cases, it was the typically developing children who presented the problems, the behavior problems, the issues with, with learning and scheduling. And so that was a mindset change that we had to have. Every time you have a mindset switch in your faculty, you have to be prepared for what could go wrong. What is good, what could go wrong, and how do you fix it? One of the hard lessons that I learned is you are the education leader, but you are not the dictator of the program. I needed to learn in my books. I learned you're, you are the leader. You go in and you set up the plan. But what I found out really worked was when I called a leadership team together and we created a leadership team that was composed of a fourth of my staff and we got together and we sat down and we planned and we shared ideas with each other. This opened the doors to collaboration with other people and it caused the teachers to really buy into the program. That was the first thing that I learned that was very important. The second thing is, if you don't ask for it, you're not gonna have it. And I had many people that, you know, I would say, I'm going to ask if we can do this, and they would laugh and they would say, I wouldn't go to the superintendent with that, you've gotta be crazy. What I found out is that the superintendent is very aware of the needs of the program. He's also very interested in ways that we can change things for the better without much cost. He was, he had the best listening of your ear of anybody I've seen. I went to him and I asked for additional professional development days and he granted them. Not because he wanted to do anything special, but because we had laid out the plan, we had written what our goal was, how we would evaluate that goal, and what was the end result. When you go in prepared, you're going to have much better results. Um, the other thing is, I very often ask school board members to just come and visit the school, to see what's going on in the school, to talk to them so that they know what's going on. That was a big issue before um, when I thought that the school board was somebody who just made decisions and that they were more concerned with the high school than they were with the preschool, and it was a, a real misconception. So open your lines of communication first with your teachers, then with your administration, and then with your school board. Don't be afraid to go with crazy, out-of-the-box ideas because many times today that's what we need is to be out-of-the-box, to look for different ways to work. Uh, one of my favorite quotes was when the school board members came in and talked to me before school started. And this is a gentleman that was a principal of mine when I was teaching and then he went on to the school board. And he came into my office and he said, I have two pieces of advice for you. The first piece of advice is to be the leader. Don't try to be best friends with everybody. You cannot be best friends and be the leader. That doesn't mean that you're not kind and considerate and that you're not friends with somebody, but just guard that you're not best friends with one person. The second thing that he told me was never get into a wrestling match with the pig because you'll both come out dirty and the pig will be happy. Now this is an analogy of course, but it was something that was very real to me because he really made me see that there are people that would love to get involved in arguments and gossip and you just have to guard against that. And when somebody comes in and asks you, I had a staff member come in and want to talk about personal issues of another staff member. And I just had to stop it and say, you know, 
this is not something that I can discuss with you. I appreciate that you're concerned about the person, but if you're that concerned, you need to go and talk to that person yourself. As long as it's not interfering with their job performance, it's really not our business to be talking. It's easy to get pulled into the he said, she said, we said. What I found is very important is you actually go to that person and you sit down. And what I do is I sit down and I listen. And that is a skill that you're not taught but that you have to cultivate. Teachers need to be heard. Sometimes they just need somebody to listen. And I went to a, a site this week. I sat down with the director and we talked for three hours. And I did very little talking. I just listened. And she came up with the solutions herself. So. I guess my advice to you would be to pull your staff together to create a leadership team to listen to that leadership team, to go to your school board members and to advocate for your program, to go to your superintendent and advocate for your program because unless you ask, you will not have. And the third thing is to listen and listen and listen and listen because when you listen, you very often find the solution.